Hello and welcome to the Songs of Emily Rose podcast. My name is Emily Rose Simons and every month I will crawl unto the internet three songs and a bit of spiel wrapped up in a rough and not quite ready podcast. So nurse that hangover, clear up the tinsel, polish off that last mince pie or whatever you like to do as you listen to the Songs of Emily Rose podcast episode three. The theme for this episode is difficult beginnings. In my day job at the church, something strange happens to me in the last weeks of December. I want to tidy and reorganise. Anyone who knows me personally would find this alarmingly out of character and be concerned. Last year, my colleagues returned to a bizarrely minimalist, almost clinical office space, This year, even though we've discussed that we are going to tidy and reorganise as a team in January, I still reorganised how we store the Christmas decorations and stationery and constructed shelves in the vestry and reorganised most of the vestry. It was only when I reached the candles and the Bibles that I finally managed to pull myself away. So it seems the difficult beginning for me starts before the beginning begins. It's when I can see a change or restart approaching and my difficulty is managing, understanding or even trying to predict my erratic behaviour as a new chapter calmly but terrifyingly moves towards me. So the months running up to my move to America were a mess. The weekdays were filled with a local admin job I had found on Gumtree. This enormous, unfathomable new beginning was hurtling towards me and I was spending nine hours a day scanning old documents, checking they had all been scanned and then putting those documents into sacks to go to a shredding company. For five days a week, I was not about to move to America. Nothing huge was on the horizon. Life was small and simple. The biggest complexity was the pull between going down the calf with the trainee accountants or following the other secretaries to a lunchtime G&T at the Weatherspoons, followed by a salad from Tesco on the way back. It was the weekends where I couldn't ignore what was happening or about to happen. Each Saturday morning, I would crash into the guilt and the fear and the stress, the terrifying practicalities that needed immediate attention and all those loose ends that I was not dealing with. I was either weighed down by it all, cancelling all of my plans and staying in bed, or I was electrified by adrenaline, making ridiculous choices and setting fire to friendships, social and even professional circles. My last night before moving to America was at the Edinburgh Fringe. I watched my friend in a show and then afterwards we started saying goodbye. This friend had been a wonderful and important part of my life that year. We had nicknames for each other, accompanied by theme songs, we did gigs together. He cheered me on as I filled in the opus of an application for the course I was about to take on. And I was able to catch my breath in our wholesome, sun-filled weekends together. His friendship and his support and belief and optimism gave me a space to breathe. And that night... We couldn't say goodbye, and as the black of the sky began to lighten, our friendship shifted into something more. In the grey drizzle of an early Scottish morning, we kissed. And then I got on the bus to the airport. A couple weeks later, in the aforementioned box-like dorm room from episode one, I received a rock song he wrote. 
called Emily's Song. It was sweet and realistic and lovely and heartbreaking. In return, I sent him this song that you are about to hear. And this is the recording I sent him from the basement of International House, New York, in my first few weeks there. I know a boy who's got five words in his pocket, but was too scared to ever make his play. I know a boy who's got eight jokes in his shoes and tells them almost every other day. Would someone take this boy out for a drink and pick his brains on what he likes to think and see? Exactly what he means to me. Means to me. I know a man who loves to eat McDonald's. He's as happy as a toddler with his fries. I know a man who's got control in his fingers and doesn't hesitate to him no ties. Would someone take this man out for the night? Let him show you how pure delight is the mean that I don't care but the lights that flicker on a computer screen can never truly show him what I really mean I know boy who needs a woman who can be there and care for him more than I ever can someone to push him and pull him and need him enough to show him he's a great man How the love in his heart can set you free Cause that's what he means to me He will always mean something to me That was the song Manchild recorded in the basement of International House, New York. We lost touch a little, and then a lot. It's hard to live two lives at the same time. Plus, he mentioned that another close female friend of his did not particularly like that song. Hmm. Years later, without a US visa, I found myself back in the UK. The first part of my return was a difficult beginning mostly spent crying and watching Keeping Up with the Kardashians. After a while, I was slowly leaving my parents' house more and more. At one point during this period, I was on a train. I was booked for a gig. I was completely underprepared for it. The gig happened to be where this friend was based, and I wanted to message him. I wanted him to hold me and help me like he had all those years ago. I wanted to laugh and smile and feel like the person I was when he used to look at me. I wanted to breathe again. I took out my phone and scrolled through his profile, his pictures and posts. He was now in a beautiful, strong, loving relationship with that close female friend. And his life was going great. 
I felt so proud and happy for him. I put my phone away, took out my notepad and wrote the song. I'm not going to text you. I'm not going to message you. No Snapchat or WhatsApp, no FaceTime or Skype chat that might disturb the peace. And I'm not going to email you. I'm not going to retweet you. Nor like or love, nor any of the above. I'm not going to disturb the peace. Even though I'm hurtling, even though I'm falling, even if I'm hurting, it's not fair to want you to hold me. Even if I'm wondering about the lives we were never meant to have had. Our time together was beautiful. I won't let it be sad But I'm not going to block you And hope you won't ever delete me Lights from our lifeless screens Give us the means to watch our stories from afar I have love for the person you used to be And I'm proud of the person you now are And I don't want that feeling to cease So I won't disturb the That was Disturb the Peace. Now it is story time on the Songs of Emily Rose podcast. So let's all settle down for a story about Sid. Sid runs cross-country races and desperately wants to win a medal at this weekend's race. They had been training for it for months, researching the whole course, the types of trees, the kinds of paths, the weather to expect that time of year, visualising running it, visualising being the first to cross that finish line and finally wear a big shiny medal on their chest. Sid is now at the starting line. The starting horn sounds and they are off. Sid is running so fast and then trips over some weeds and roots and Sid's foot is caught. Sid is struggling to free their foot and by the time their foot is freed, the other runners are long gone, along with the organisers and the crowds. Sitting alone in the dirt, they know it's pointless to run a race that they had already failed. As Sid walks back towards the starting line to exit the race, flashes from their visualisations keep coming across their mind running under majestic ancient trees. The vista from the steep descent after the forest, 
that inevitable rain at some point before the final stretch of path. When Sid reaches the starting line again, they stop. Sid turns around and starts running the race again. They had visualised and prepared for this race so carefully that even though it was pointless, they just felt compelled to run it. But their visualisations had not prepared them for the sense of awe and an almost spiritual hum they felt when their solo footsteps mystically joined the sounds of the quiet breeze rustling through tall, ancient branches around them. When they emerged from the forest, it started to lightly rain under a darkening sky. Each drop against Sid's skin felt like stardust. They closed their eyes and imagined running through the Milky Way. When Sid reached the steep descent, they held out their arms and felt like they were flying. And in the last stretch, they pushed their body like it had never been pushed before. And when they reached that empty finish line their sweat melted into their weeping sid wept with a joy for this was sid's race this race belonged to sid after that day sid learned to run every race as if it was their race as if it belonged to them they learned to create their own parameters, goals and achievements specific for each one instead of chasing the medals and other expectations set by other people and eventually they learned to live the rest of the life in the exact same way. It was an imperceivable shift to the outside world that was a ginormous tectonic plate shift within Sid. And none of it would have happened if they had seen that day that tripping over as a failure instead of what it really was, a difficult beginning. And sometimes the difficult beginnings are the most important ones. For the third and final song, I'm going to play you January Song. It is an old song of mine written in my third year of university. I had spent most of that Christmas break working on the course deadlines and I had gone completely nocturnal. I kept forgetting to eat or switch on the heating. I remember constantly shaking for weeks, working so hard to get all this work in on time. And for that last deadline, I was a couple of minutes late. Which, in my mind at that point, I thought that I failed my degree. I came home exhausted. I sat at the piano and wrote this song. You're hungry, you're tired, you're weak, and you failed. You failed, you failed. You're scared, you're frightened, you're crying cause you failed. You failed, you failed. You fought in the morning, you fought in the night. You fought for the good and you fought for the right. You fought, you fought, you fought a good fight But you'll learn to live again You're waiting and waiting and waiting for the world To realise the extent to what you've done 
You're waiting and waiting and waiting for the world to point their finger at you and judge. You're waiting in the morning, you're waiting in the night. You're waiting for the good and you're waiting for the right. You're waiting and waiting and waiting for that fight, but you'll learn to live again. Searching and searching and searching for the Lord to raise you up from the grave you have dug on your own. You're searching and searching and searching for the Lord to wipe all the dirt away with the sin. You're searching in the morning, you're searching in the night, you're searching for the good and you're searching for the right. You're searching and searching and searching for that light, but you'll learn to live again. Don't stop searching, don't stop fighting, don't stop waiting, and don't stop failing. You'll learn to live, to live again. You'll learn to live again. We learn. And learn and learn to live, to breathe, to keep on breathing again. We live and live and live until we die. Is that a failure or is that a success? We're living in the morning, we're learning in the night. We're living for the good and we're learning for the right. We're living and learning and living for that fight, but you'll learn. Yes, we'll learn. Yes, we'll learn to live again. That was January Song, and another decade-old recording from my first EP, My Little Songbook. I hope you have enjoyed this podcast, and if you would like to be notified of the next episode, you can follow me on Spotify, Instagram, or even Twitter. Also, in case you can't wait for the next episode, a song of mine will be on the Sit in the Stalls radio program on the UK radio network from 2pm on the 29th of January which you can access on ukradionetwork.co.uk. Until then, thank you for listening. I have been Emily Rose Simons, and this has been the Songs of Emily Rose podcast, episode three.